Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. And he said unto them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Daily, daily. Luke 14, verse 27. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciples. Whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciples. And I want to speak to you today from this thought, the true cross bearers. The true cross bearers. Father, we praise you again this morning. God, you're great and you're greatly to be praised. We honor you, sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove. Let us not leave the way that we came, God, but let us leave change, renewed, refreshed in the power of the Holy Ghost. And we'll give you all the glory, the honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. Amen. The true cross barriers. Amen. A man came to Jesus one day and he said to him, Lord, I am tired of carrying this cross. This cross just seems to be too heavy for me to carry. And so Jesus takes the man and he takes him into a big old room, a big huge room, and he leads him around and around the wall and every place the man looks, he sees nothing but crosses. And so Jesus says to the man, okay, you take your cross, you set it over there, and you walk around and you see if you can find a cross that you could think that you could carry. So the man begins and he walks around the room and he looks at the crosses and he looks and he goes and he looks and he looks and he looks and finally he sees the cross and he goes over and he takes the cross and he comes back to Jesus and he says, I think I found one I can carry. And Jesus smiled at him and says, "Ah, that's the one you brought in here. You see, we must realize that Jesus desires of us to bear our cross daily. When we understand what Jesus really meant by bearing our cross, it opens up to us a more clear understanding. If we were to die on the cross like Jesus did, then we would not be able to accomplish the things that God wanted us to accomplish. When Jesus says we must bear our cross daily, it always has a much more deeper meaning. You know the old saying, you hear me said a lot of times, I know you think you understood what I said, but I'm not for sure you understood what I meant. And it's the same way with Jesus when he speaks. Jesus spoke awfully in parables, amen. And a parable is a word or, or saying that is an earthly meaning, but it has an ep- a heavenly understanding. And so therefore, that's how Jesus taught more awfully. And he says, except we bear our cross daily and follow him, we cannot be his disciples. Why would he choose the cross to make us his disciples? Amen. It's no more than when we begin to look, he also says, by this shall all men know you are my disciples, if you have love one 
for the other. So if we're going to be his disciples, we have to take up our cross daily and follow him. What was he meaning? Let me give you five quick points that I believe that embolizes the cross that Jesus wants us to carry. Number one is compassion. Jude says, oh, some have compassion. Make a difference. We must make a difference in other people's lives. When Jesus saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion because he saw them as sheep without a shepherd. Therefore, we must look at our role in our communities and our schools and every places that we go and say, Am I being compassionate? You see, being compassionate is having sympathy and empathy and being able to see what others are going through and desire to help alleviate their problems and their pains and suffering that they are going through in their lives. Amen. So we must have compassion on those which are without. Amen. We've got to make a difference in other people's lives. Jesus was moved with compassion. Jeremiah in Jeremiah 3, it is of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Uh, so we must rise up daily and have compassion in our lives to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. We must be moved uh, by what we're seeing taking place in this world. Now is not the time to complain or bicker about what is transpiring. We must have compassion. It has been stated that if we lose our compassion or abilities to be compassionate, we lose what it means to be human. Amen. And we need to realize that people are hurting and people are going through things uh, and we must show compassion. Paul writing to the church of Galatia, as we have therefore opportunity to do good, let us do good to all men, especially to them who are of the household of faith. Jesus told the story about the good Samaritan. He says a man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among thieves, and they wounded him and leaving him half dead. And he says, by chance, a priest came by and passed on the other side. A, a Levite came by and looked at him and passed on the other side. But a good Samaritan came by, and when he saw him, he burned up his wounds, he poured in wine and oil, he put him on his donkey, he took him unto the inn, and he took care of him. And on the morning when he left, he said to the innkeeper, if he costs you any more, I will take care of it when I come again. Jesus says, now who was his neighbor? And they says, I suppose the one that did good. He says, go and do likewise. We must have compassion on those that are without. Amen. We have got to be moved uh, with compassion. Amen. In our hearts. Uh, as born again believers, uh, we have been born again. We have been birthed into the kingdom of God to represent Jesus Christ in this earth. And we must be moved uh, with compassion. You don't want to lose your ability to be compassion because you never know when you're going to need compassion. When they ask Jesus, amen, he said, 
when the Son of Man is came into his kingdom, and all the, the people are joined, he will put the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left hand, and he will begin to say, I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. And they will begin to say, Lord, when did we see you hungry? Or when did we see you thirsty? When were you in prison? When did we visit you? He says, when you have done it to the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. We must be moved with compassion for this lost and dying world. People are suffering. People are hurting. And we need to practice to alleviate what they are going through in their lives. Are you moved with compassion? If you have no compassion, you've lost your cross. See, when you walk away from the altar, you're supposed to carry your cross with you daily. Jesus says you've got to take it up daily. If not, you're not going to follow him. We must be moved with compassion. We must have resistance in our lives. We must resist to do evil. Amen. We must have resistance. Vengeance is mine. Jesus says, if someone smite you on the right cheek, he says, turn to them the other. In other words, don't respond in kind. Paul says, there's no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above that which you are able. But with the temptation, make a way of escape. We must realize that we have to be the bigger of the two. We can't respond in kind if I'm carrying my cross. Vengeance is the Lord's. I will repay. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for mine iniquities, uh, and the chastisement of my peace was upon him, and with his stripes uh, we are healed. All we like sheep is going astray, and the Lord has laid upon him the iniquities of us all. Amen. He resists to do wrong. He resisted not going to the cross. Amen. He desired to seek and to save that which was lost. Uh, when people revile you, Jesus say, and persecute you, and say all matters of evil falsely against you for my name's sake. He said, Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for so they persecuted the prophets which was before you. You are the son of the earth. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hill that cannot be hid. Don't respond to the way the world responds. You are no longer of the world. You've been born again of the water and the spirit. Therefore, the Spirit of Christ must be in you, and you must resist every wrong that comes against you. Don't fall into the pattern of responding in kind. It is easy to set the Holy Ghost aside and says, I'm going to get even with her or get even with him the way that they did to me. No. Amen. That's not of Christ. That is not Christ's way. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Let God work on your behalf. But you must take up your cross daily, amen, and resist every form of evil and wrong that comes against you. It's not easy, but you got to take up your cross. 
daily and follow him if you're going to be his disciples. You must resist to get even. Blessed are you when men shall revile you. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fire trials, which is going to try you as though some strange things happen to you, Peter said. But rejoice in that you are becoming a partaker of Christ's suffering. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. For the spirit and glory of God rest upon you. On their part, he's evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. So we must resist all wrong. It would have been easy for David to get even with kings. Saul. He had many opportunities to kill King Saul. Here's a man was trying to kill David. You know the stories. Everywhere David looked, Saul was chasing him. He was trying to kill him. David was saying the thing to Saul, why are you chasing a flea? Why are you chasing somebody that really is not out to hurt you? But And so he kept resisting. And finally, when David had an opportunity to kill Saul, David says, I will not touch the Lord's anointed. That's resistant. That's a cross barrier. It's easy to stand back and say, I'm glad it happened to them. No, scripture says, don't rejoice because if the Lord said he might turn away the wrath. Amen. We never know. We must resist all means to do evil. Let God work. Resistance. It would have been easy for Paul to resist. Amen. And get even with those that did him wrong. Paul and Silas in Acts 16, they was beaten. You would have thought, if you look at the apostles, uh, that everybody would have been excited about what God was doing in their lives uh, and how God was delivering people and how God was helping people. But no, what did they do? They began to persecute. They began to beat. They began to put in prison. But at midnight, uh, Paul and Silas began to pray and they began to sing hymns uh, and songs uh, and as a result, a man was saved in his whole household. Because why? They resisted to do evil. It would have been evil to pray for God to come down with, with fire. It would have been easy, amen, to try to get even. Paul was hit in the head. He was stoned. He was beat up. All kinds of things. But what did Paul say when it was all done? I thank my God that he has put me in the ministry for such a time as this. Uh, amen. He resisted the wrong uh, to do evil towards any. There is laid up for me, he said, a crown of righteousness whom the righteous judge will give to me. And not only to me, but all those that long for his appearing. We must resist wrong. Then we must be obedient. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. In fashion of the man, he humbled himself and became obedient even to death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. 
that at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess of things in heaven and things in an earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Benjamin Franklin says, you let your child's first lesson you ever teach him is that of obedience. Teach them to obey. Paul, right into the church of the Hebrews, says, Obey them that have the rule over you, for they watch for your soul, that they may do it with joy and not with grief. We have to obey. To be obedient is to come under those that are over you in authority. Amen. We need to obey the things of God. See, God wants us to obey. Saul never got to the points where he obeyed what God was telling him to do. Amen. But look at Abraham. By all accounts, Abraham was an obedient servant. God says, I know Abraham. He will command his household and his children after me. When God told him to offer up his only begotten son, Isaac, he obeyed and he offered up Isaac. When God told him to leave home and he would bless him, he left home. Amen. He was obedient to the things of God. And you and I, too, must be obedient uh, to the things of God. We must be doers of God's words uh, and not just hearers only, deceiving our own selves. Uh, We've got to have a heart of obedience uh, amen, to the word of God. Uh, If not, God will not be well pleased. Uh, The only way I can obey what God is asking me is I've got to take up my cross daily and follow him. Uh, Amen. I've got to do what his word is asking of me. He has my best interest as heart. When God says, go ye therefore and preach the gospel to every creature, I've got to obey. When God got me in the Walmart line and he says, say something to that person, I have to obey. If God tells me to pray for someone, I have to obey. If God tells me to give a certain amount, I have to obey. I am his servant and I must pick up my cross daily and follow him. If not, I cannot be his disciple. To be disciples of Christ is an obedient servant. We've got to obey the things that God is asking of us. We must obey them that have the rule over us for they are watching for our soul. Are you an obedient servant to Christ? Obedience. Resistance. If we do an eye for an eye, Gandhi says, the whole world will be blind. That's why you've got to resist. That's what Jesus says. You've heard it says an eye for an eye and two for his tooth. You know, he says, but I say to you, resist not evil. Don't respond in kind. Be obedient to the things of God. We've got to submit to the things of God. Peter began to tell us in 1 Peter 5. Amen. He says, cast all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Submit yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. Submission. Come under. A submarine goes under. So you have to realize we have to be under authority. So God is the supreme authority. 
So we come under the Lord Jesus Christ and all that we do. When we get underneath our cross, uh, we are taking it up. Uh, and as a result, we are coming under Jesus Christ. Uh, amen. We're saying, God, uh, I want to do what you desire of me. I will take up my cross daily and I will follow you. See, the submit uh, is to come under, amen, those that are in authority over you. When the good Samaritan, amen, and and the centurion came to Jesus, he says, Lord, I am a man under authority, and I say to this one, come, and he comes, and this one goes, and he goes, and this one do this, and he do it. And Jesus says, I have found no greater faith, no, not in all Israel. He was a very submitted servant, and this is what we must become if we're going to be true cross bearers. For Jesus Christ, we've got to be submitted. We've got to come under the authority that God places over us, starting with God and with any other leader that God places over us. We must submit if we're going to carry our cross and be true cross barriers for Jesus Christ. Amen. Paul, from the time that he met Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus, he became an obedient servant. Uh, amen. He became submitted to the things of Almighty God. And you and I have no choice uh, if we're going to be true cross barriers to carry our cross is to submit to Jesus and those that are over us. And then finally, we must be servants. Jesus says the Son of Man did not come to be ministered to but he came to minister and to give his life a ransom for the whole world. To be a servant leader is to put the needs of others before yourself. See, a servant leader is one that serves. When Jesus, the night before he was betrayed, he took... And he did communion with his disciples. The Bible says he rose from dinner and he girded himself with a towel. And he poured water in a basin and he sat down and he began to wash his disciples' feet. He comes to Simon Peter and Peter says, Lord, do you wash me? He says, you'll never wash me. And Jesus says, Simon, if I wash you, you have no part with me. You see, Jesus was the greatest servant that ever, have ever walked the earth. Yes, he was God manifested in flesh, but he humbled himself and became obedient. He humbled himself and became a servant. Amen. You are not greater than your master, Jesus says. If you know these things, happy are you. He says, I have given you an example of what you should do. We must serve one another. We must serve each other. We must be willing to humble ourselves and to become servants for Jesus Christ. 
When we fulfill the great commission to go ye therefore and preach the gospel to every creature, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name, they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, if they drink any daily thing, it shall not hurt them, and they shall lay hands on the sick, and it shall recover. The great commission is a servant commission. You've got to serve, and then we are chosen to serve. Jesus says in Isaiah 43, you are my witnesses and my servants, whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me that I am he. Before me there is no God formed, and neither shall there be after me. I even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. If your Savior, Jesus Christ, was willing to humble himself to wash his disciples' feet, we too must become humble servants and be willing to go wherever God commands us to go. When I take up my cross daily, I don't get to choose which path I go down. I must be obedient to God's direction. The steps of a good man is order of the Lord. Yes, my cross might get heavy sometime, but I realize that God is with me. He won't put anything on me that I cannot handle. He just asks me to take it up daily and to follow him and to be what he's asking of me to be. I must bury my cross daily. If not, I cannot be his disciple. I want to be his disciple. And to be his disciple, I must be moved with compassion. I must have a heart filled with compassion. I must be able to see what God sees. I must be able to see through his eyes the hurting, the rejected, the discontent, the despondent, those that are suffering and going through things. If I never pick up my cross daily, I will not see through his eyesight. But if I pick up my cross, I will be able to see exactly what he sees. If I don't pick up my cross daily, I will not be able to resist evil. I will always want to get even. I will always want to respond in kind the way that people respond to me. If I don't pick up my cross daily, I will never become obedient to the word of God and the things that God is asking of me to do. I will always try to find a way of escape, but I need to learn how to be obedient to the things of Almighty God. I need to learn how to submit myself, but if I don't pick up my cross, because when I pick it up, I realize when I grab it, I am coming under, and therefore I'm coming under everything that Jesus Christ is asking of me to be and to do. I submit myself to Jesus Christ. I throw my hands up and says, here, my God, use me. Whatever the cost may be, if you want to send me over the seas, God, I'll submit myself. If you want to send me somewhere else, I'll submit myself. God, I'll take up my cross and I'm following you. It would have been hard, amen, to just reject the cross, but Jesus knew he had to submit if we were going to be saved. He prayed, 
Father, if it be your will, let this cup pass. But nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. He knew. Who have believed thy report, Isaiah said. And whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? He wants you to take up your cross and follow him. He wants you to serve. That's what it's all about. To be a servant of the Lord Jesus. To serve him at all costs. Humbling yourselves. Girding yourself with the towel. When's the last time you washed someone's feet? When is the last time you knelt down before someone and prayed for them? When is the last time you picked up your phone and you just showed up at somebody's house and says, I'm here to cut your grass? When's the last time you says, I'm here to just clean your house? I'm just here. I brought you a meal. When is, when is the last time you did that? When's the last time you went to the nursing home and says, I'm just here to cheer somebody's day. I'm just here to push someone around. I'm just here to do anything you folks want me to do. Is there anybody that I can bring cheer to? When's the last time you did that? When's the last time when somebody was talking to you you just says, can I pray for you? When's the last time? You see, if we don't do those things, that means we've lost our cross. Because Jesus was always moved with compassion. He saw the multitude as sheep without a shepherd. And when the disciples try to send them away, Jesus says, you give them something to eat. Took two fish, five loaves of bread, and fed the multitude. Everywhere he went, he was moved with compassion. When he goes to Jerusalem and he goes to the porch there in Mark 5, he goes to the man that's been there for 38 years, moved with compassion. What about us? What about us? Are we moved with compassion? Do we resist evil? Are we obedient? Are we submissive? Are we servants of the Lord? Are we true cross bearers? Let's stand this morning. To be a true cross bearer, as Jesus said, is we've got to take it up daily. Daily. 
So I want to give you an opportunity today to come to the altar. Maybe you've placed your cross against a wall. Like the man that says, Jesus, this is just too heavy. And you want to trade yours in. But I don't want you to trade it in. I just want you to pick it up a little higher. So as we come this morning to the altar, amen, purpose in your heart that when you leave, you're going to carry it with you daily. And you're never going to lay it down again. Amen. Sometimes it might seem hard, but you will know that he's with you to help you in every situation and every circumstance to do what he's asking of you to do. Jesus, use me. Oh, Lord, don't refuse me. For surely there's 